0: That's how the theme song goes. Welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. If you didn't know, this is a premier podcast for the website cpluscomedy.com, where there's a whole bunch of stuff. You should probably go there. I'm your host, Chad White. And uh, this is the, like I said, again, <laughs> continually, this is the Constitutionals Podcast. Listen, I want to be very upfront with you right now. I don't have anything written down for topics. I don't have, I don't have anything I'm ready to talk about. I don't have anything. or oh, maybe I have one thing. I don't have anything that I that I need to get off my chest. The Constitutionals. It's supposed to be about originally what did it start out as. It was supposed to be a thing where I'm making declarative statements, and they're supposed I'm supposed to putting down essentially constitutions for comedy or you know whatever and then that quickly <laughs> dissolved into an audio diary which is fine with me I'm, I don't care about that I just I love the title of constitutionals I love the theme song and I love sitting down and talking in front of a mic for 20 some odd minutes sometimes 40 sometimes 30 sometimes 52 <laughs> but other than that I got nothing else for you, baby. So, uh, when I come to an episode of the constitutional that is unplanned and trust me out of the 26 I've done, there have been more than half that were unplanned. Um, so <laughs> there you go. I, I, yeah, I hope you, I hope you enjoy this. I hope people uh, are still subscribing. I see that I've lost a few subscribers. <laughs> Maybe they were bots. Maybe they were real. Who knows? but, let me tell you, I saw the number on Pinecast, it went up for a long time, and then it went down for a very long time, and now it has lingered, and what I would think is just a bunch of random people who click on, who see this, and they say, this is this might be something good to drown my thoughts in, and then they go, oh boy, this is horrible, and then they unsubscribe, and then they move on with their lives. Listen, I subscribe to 70 Podcasts. I think it'd be best if you just left it subscribed and great. It'd be great. You know, subscribe, uh, go to the iTunes, uh, leave a rating. I don't know. I'm not going to pimp it out. It doesn't really matter. This, this means nothing to me. It does mean, it means everything to me. It's the only thing I have in the world. Let's, so let's move on. Let's talk about the topic. Let's, uh, the one thing I wrote up before I left work tonight, before I left work, I wrote down something because I know this morning I, I, I woke up, went to the gym, came back home and just caught up on all the premieres, of fall TV shows that I missed. Now, of course, when, uh, when I when I do, when I'm doing, I, for cblastcomedy.com, I'm doing first look reviews, which I've been doing for the past year. And so for a first look review, all I do is watch a pilot, or I watch the first two episodes of a show. And, and then I write a review based on however many episodes I saw at first. And then I put it up, it's first look review, never to touch that show ever again. And, and not as in never to touch it and never watch it, but never to touch it and never review another episode because who? I don't need, I don't need, I, I already watch way too much. <laughs> I watch more than four average people should watch of television. So imagine four people, imagine four of yourself. If you watch a lot of TV, imagine four of yourself and then make it me. Make it one person and make it me. So that's what I'm doing. But anyway, so I do first look reviews and I, and so I have to, I want to get those out as soon as possible because that's what, when people when people look up shows, this is my this is what how I've gathered it. When people look up shows, they say, "Oh, I wonder how me, myself, and I is." Let me go look for a review because they're on episode two. It's Monday, and right now it's episode three is coming on tonight, and by now an or so. And uh, so they're gonna say, "Oh, let me go, let me let me see how me, myself, and I is with uh, Bobby Moynihan and uh, John Lancaster. I believe that's his name, John Larekets, <laughs> John Lancaster. It's uh, a uh, and uh, Michael Jaleel White, Michael J. White, whatever his name is. So um, they, they're they going to go to Google. They're going to go to Bing. They're going to go to Yahoo. <laughs> the person <laughs> that goes to www.bing.com. Micro- <laughs> Look, Microsoft today just announced they said that they're never going to make another Windows phone again. So I don't think, I don't know why they're <laughs> really trying to pimp Bing. And Yahoo's getting hacked left and right uh, not to say that Google, you know, knock on wood is going to get hacked or anything or should be hacked. Or, they're, they're not due. Anyway, <clears throat> so uh, right on mic is like when I clear my throat. Uh, but I, I, <laughs> I believe that it is. Uh, so when people so when people say, I'm going to look up the show, they're going to type in me, myself and I review. And so you want to be one of those the, on the first couple of pages, you know. Um, if you're if it's if it's a show that's that's big enough it's on a big enough network it's going to get reviewed by pretty much everybody The Hollywood reporter, variety vulture, uh, the rap, deadline everybody's gonna have a review So that I mean typically I do hit those shows um, but then there are the smaller shows that, not many people review that. It's just going to be IndieWire and me and, then, you know, 10 other very small websites. But then IndieWire is the biggest. And then uh, maybe Split cider and the Comedy Bureau or whatever. And so, the, so that's what I want to be. I want to be the one where people go right under and say, oh, okay, we well, have comedy in their name. So maybe th- this is going to be. The, the way for us to, to, to for me to gauge to see if the show is, is good or not. And so uh, let me just let's look at let's look at a, a recent show I just did. I think I, the last one I did was nine JKL, which I effing hated. And I am trying to keep this show clean, but I did not like that show. It was garbage. I hate it. It is the worst show I've seen in 2017. And I watch a lot of television and it was not a good show. So I, but it's on CBS and I wrote, and, and so you just, and so for, so you just do, you put everything you can in there. You put the names of the people who are starring in it for Frizzle Review. So I did Mark Furrestein who created the show and God bless, why did he do this? Elliot Gould, Linda Lavin, uh, and all and the rest of everybody else. And then, uh, you, and then you put them in the tags and then you tag CBS nine JKL, whatever. And then when you post it, you, uh, it's going to, hopefully if you if you do your job, right. It'll appear, but then you have to do a lot of SEO stuff, and I'm not good at that stuff. So, what you can do is just go nine. Oh Jesus, nine JKL. Uh, it makes it. He made that really easy to type nine and JKL, so it's all right next to each other. So nine JKL review, and so I typed it on Google and. It's everybody's view: it. Variety, Newsday, Common Sense Media, metacritics and Rotten Tomatoes. It's just so crappy. It's so bad. Oh my God! It's the worst. Don't watch this show. Don't even give it a second thought. It was so offensively horrible. AV Club. Uh, it's it's just so offensively. It's the. It's. It makes me hate multicams, and I love multicams. And there I am. I'm on page three. I'm uh, one, two, three, four, five down on page three. I'm under somebody who uploaded a video and videos are huge. So if you can, if you create a video review then people are more inclined to watch that versus reading the same thing, reading all of your words on a written review, which is what I've noticed with IGN and GameSpot. People tend to go to the video review prior to clicking on the written review but they don't know that it's the the video review is the script for the uh written review or i'm sorry the written review is the script for the video review. so i don't know i can get through a written review a two page written review in a minute and a half versus you know watching a three minute review which i love i love written reviews i don't know why i'm saying all this stuff but anyway so uh, so then there's that but then sometimes there's there's shows that are so small. So then, so the other first look reviews I have uh, that came before it were The Mayor, Ghosted, Me, Myself and I, Young Sheldon. Uh, originally, I think Insecure was a, a first look review, and then I said, no, I gotta I gotta review the show second season, uh, Jim Jefferies show. And so, so when you get to something like the Jim Jefferies show, you have so you're you're gonna be one of the first people, not the first, you're going to be one of the only people who maybe reviewed that show, you know, unless, unless there's something significantly different about Jim Jeffrey show, but he's doing a late night uh, periodical style show, weekly show. So if I type in the Jim Jeffrey show, <laughs> this is not important. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> no, this is not good to anybody. I don't know why you're listening to this, but if I type in uh, the Jim Jeffrey show review, I am still not on the first page. God, God, freaking balls uh okay let's go to a show that is a little bit smaller but it's it's really easy okay talking with Chris Hardwick review I don't know why somebody would do that I still need to do an opposition with Jordan Klepper review that's how far behind I am I'm very far behind on everything um but that's how that's just that's just how it works so if you get something smaller uh, that's why I, that's why I try to I'm the first one up there, baby talking with Chris Hardwick, uh, type in first look review by accident. Uh, but if (laughs) I type in talking with Chris Hardwick, I'm the fourth one down. I'm the second, I'm the second review. I'm the second review talking with Chris Hardwick by common sense media. And then with C comedy. So uh, if, so if you ever, if you just, if you find something that's super niche and super special, then people are going to find it. And that's all I want to do with the reviews. But anyway, get back to the fall, (laughs) that long divergent talk. Back to the fall TV shows that I really enjoy watching. I ca- I finally saw the new Blackish, the Juneteenth episode. Very good, very wonderful, very hilarious. It's so funny. Uh, the Goldbergs premiere. I have yet to watch the middle premiere. Um, I'm very sad. I do not want that show to end, but it's going to end. And uh, I think that they also need to end its sister show, Modern Family. <laughs> they start at the same time, but they're two weeks each other, and one of them is still good. Um, the middle is still good. And uh, let's see, what else? I don't know what else I watched. Oh, I saw the Kingsman movie. I'm switching gears now. <laughs> I saw I saw the Kingsman, the Golden Circle movie. Uh, let me, wonderful. Let me paint for you the picture uh, that I saw the movie in. It's Sunday morning. It's raining. <laughs> it's very warm outside, but I still wore a jacket and pants because I didn't want to get rained on. I had my umbrella. I showed up at 9. The movie started at 9.50. I showed up at 10 o'clock, missed the previews, Missed maybe two minutes of the opening. <laughs> I walked in uh, to the theater. There was a a man and his son, and then the workers, and then that was it. There was no one else. I also found a golf ball outside. It's a there was a mini there's a mini golf area right out there, and I found a golf ball outside. It has spiders on it's a Halloween golf ball. I assume it glows in the dark. I don't know, but I'm gonna keep it. I did keep it. <laughs> what am I saying? I did keep it. Um, anyway. Those people there's only, there's only four people, two workers, and the son and the father. And so I walk up, I go, I buy pay I don't even talk to the clerk cashier. I go to the machine, I pay my five dollars, the girl snaps my ticket, I go down, it's since the movie's been out for weeks and weeks now, like it's all the way in the small in a smaller theater. So I walk down the theater, I think, oh man, there's gonna be, you know, three or four other people in here and it's gonna suck. I walk in, I'm the only person. <laughs> In this movie, and I sit down. I sit down directly in the middle. I have this entire theater myself. At some point, someone walks in, but I don't think they stay. I think I think they just opened the door and said, "Oh, this movie's still playing," and then they walked out but i i i i I mean i I enjoy the movie now here's my critique of the movie i I had a good time there's a lot of it's really strange to watch a movie with so much gun violence after all of these bad things that happen i don't know why i'm laughing but it's so odd and curious to sit there and say man this is a cool that guy's got a suitcase gun (laughs) he's reloading it and stuff oh, look at all those gun things are doing, and then just turn around in real life and go, ooh, boy, look at all those guns. Uh, so it's it's very strange, but I really did have a good time. Uh, very slick action. Matthew Vaughn's a, a really, I don't, did he direct that one? He's a really good director. Anyway, he, he did direct that one, I believe. He did a, a wonderful, fantastic job. I do think their script had a lot of issues. They killed so many characters, uh, so many, I guess, I wouldn't say main. Yeah, I'd say main characters. They killed a lot of main characters in that movie and they just dispense with them. I've never read the comics, so I don't, I can't really judge it versus me reading, uh, reading and watching kick ass. So I can't really judge and say, Oh, this, that was, that was too many deaths. But yeah, there were, there were three characters that died and I thought, boy, Oh boy, did they really want to do this? And then, Also, I want to say something. Channing, so I listen to, I listen to podcasts all the time. There's one podcast I listen to is called the Pop Culture Happy Hour. It's an NPR podcast, and they talk about, they post two times a week. They talk about the movies or the TV shows that are coming out, and it's really topical and stuff. So when the Kingsman one came out, and they they remain spoiler-free, so that's, I listened to the podcast episode they did about the Kingsman Golden Circle they they mentioned, I knew Channing Tatum was in it because I saw the trailer. I'm not stupid. And I know they casted him because I I got the emails from Deadline and the rap and Hollywood Reporter, you know, ever a year and a half ago. But they, so they started talking about Channing Tatum. He's in, they said he's in there for eight minutes. And so I said, all right, I'm going to be prepared to see Channing Tatum for eight minutes. He's in there for less than eight minutes. All right, let's call it five. And it's such a waste. But I think that they said he survives and whatever. But I think they set him up for the first for the sequel because now they're whatever i don't want to say anything i have screwed it doesn't matter if you're gonna see this movie you're gonna see this movie already uh but the the kingsman and then the and then the american version of kingsman the statesman basically become one whole company versus being uh cousin sister companies and cousin cousin companies i guess it was i guess they're cousin companies and now they're sister companies so uh, kind of like how uh, my, my college, University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, is a sister college to University of Tennessee in Knoxville. <laughs> college. Uh, so that's so that's how it went. So they really set him up. They really set Channing Tatum up for, to come back in the next uh, movie. Jeff Bridges was there too. They used a lot of him. But Channing Tatum, they kind of wasted. They, they sidelined him with him getting, addic- not addicted, but paralyzed by this drug. And then they just said, okay, here you go. He's over there. And then... They killed off one of the main people who's in the last in the last act of the movie, and that was sad. And so, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, it's strange. They're, the way that comic book movies work is just so odd to me, where they can just... I mean, it's, at some point, you either have to go along with it uh, for, for the audience. Obviously, I didn't write the script, so I can't really say anything, but... At some point, you're just gonna have to for the for the writer, you're gonna have to either go along with it and just say, hey, we're this is a comic book movie, this is a comic book TV show, this is a comic book, this is a comic book video game. Uh, we have all these different mediums, uh, and we can bring anybody back at any point, whatever. So that's kind of that's kind of what they're doing for the new Justice League movie. Superman's not really dead. He didn't really die in the comics either. Well, he did die in the comics. Doomsday did kill him in the comics, uh, but I think. And Batman and Batman died before and Flash has died so many freaking times. Barry and Wally and everybody's died. Uh, Iron Man's died before Captain America has been dead twice at least. And now he's come back and he was a Hydra secret agent and now he's regular Captain America. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. So everybody's died before. So at some point, you just got to say, either go for it or you don't go for it. You can either commit to it like the Walking Dead, like Kirkman's Walking Dead does, or you cannot commit to it and just keep bringing people back. And I really appreciate when somebody brings all these dead characters back. When, I remember when Captain America died during Civil War in 2005, it was news stories for local news, it was news stories. For cable news, it was crazy because people were talking about it. And I assume and I I wasn't I was alive, but I was very young when Superman died at the hands. Uh, the comic was called The Death of Superman. I have it. It's called The Death of Superman, and it's Doomsday and Superman fighting, and basically for a hundred and some odd pages, and then they punch each other to death, and and then uh, the, Doomsday's dead, but Lo- i remember this very vividly because I've read this so many times. Lois runs up, and <laughs> Superman's dead body is laying in her in her arms. It's just giant hulking man, <laughs> and Lois Lane, tiny little Lois Lane. I love it so much. Ah, that's a good comic. You should read that. I also, read Identity Crisis—if you like comics too, Identity Crisis. There's a very odd scene with Doctor Light and elongated man's wife. Uh, if you are triggered by certain things, I would. I would suggest you don't read it, but if you aren't, then you're in for a surprise because I read that when I was in, I think, high school or middle school, and I read it, I read it over, and I thought, oh, that's very strange, and I kept going, and then they talked about it, and I thought, no, 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 that didn't happen, went back, I said, oh, it did happen. Oh, God, what a weird thing to go down in comics, but anyway, so yeah, that's all the fall TV shows oh my gosh uh, let's get on to the main topic so we can hurry up and get out of here so I can watch Supergirl which has been recording in the background I've got I okay so, so Saturday uh, I, I'm at home, I'm about to watch a movie but I remember at 10 o'clock, uh, no at 10.30 uh, before I put this movie in I go oh I wonder when Graham Norton's show is going to come back <laughs> I turn over the BBC it's back, I start recording it I've only seen the last half of the first new episode of the season I love Graham Norton He's a great, he's on the BBC, if you know who Graham Norton is, he's this British guy, British late night host on the BBC. His show is basically like how James Corden brings out all of his guests at once. That's Graham Norton, I I don't want to say originated it, but he started that trend. And they all sit on this couch in front of this gigantic audience full of people from all across Europe, people who are Welsh, Irish, uh, Danish, Swedish, Russian, uh, British, uh, African. They're people from all across the entire world. And it's great. It's wonderful. Everybody loves these jokes. And they bring all these famous people. Like in the last episode, they had Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford and Reese Witherspoon. And they were all just sitting on the couch just talking. And Graham was just leading the conversation. It's fun. It's loose. It's great. It's 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 one of the best late night shows. And I thought to myself as I was watching it this morning, I thought this is one of the one of my most favorite late night hosts right now, like in the time that this exists. Uh, <laughs> of course this exists. In the time that this is right at this point. So, you know, of course, Carson is, is great and, and, and Letterman is wonderful, but right now, in the terms of all the late night hosts, Graham is one of the best. And then I really thought, how does he compare to the American ones? Because the American ones, because for compared to his show, compared to everybody else's, it is not newsworthy at all. He does maybe three or four jokes total at the for his monologue, and then he he brings out the guests, and then it's just fifty minutes of just trash. And it's so great—not trash, but it's just it's just them gabbing and stuff. It's so wonderful. Um, and there's no games. It's just pure conversation, and it's in front of a crowd, and everybody's laughing and enjoying having a good time. And so he doesn't need distractions to have an entertaining show. His show runs 40 minutes. They, I guess they record in real time because he moves along at a quick pace. He, when he says something, he's, he's like, okay, guys, we got to go. we got to move on, stuff like that. He's a really good like He's, but he does it in a more eloquent way. So he, him compared to someone like your John Oliver's, John Oliver is a very political person, and uh, and his show is uh, I th- I think he's pandering to an audience, uh, but I th- uh, but it's a wonderful show, and uh, I think Sam B. For me, my favorite ones have to be Sam B. and Conan, uh, not because they're both on TBS, because uh, TBS would not hire me, and I hate them dearly. But <laughs> just kidding, TBS. If you want to hire me, please, I would love to work with you. I'll do anything. I work in the mail room too. Uh, I think. Conan, see, Conan is so far removed from the other broadcast, from the not other, from the broadcast network coast that it doesn't matter what he does on his show. He's he and TBS have what they're reup for two or five more years, somewhere between that time. Uh and I so I think I think Conan's really he's since since he's just, he just allows his writers to do whatever and it's not whatever, but he allows his writers to make these stupid jokes like Nutspoon. Nutspoon is one of just go look, look up Conan Nutspoon and it's seriously one of the best jokes of the past year for late night for me. Uh and then Samantha B, she does some really smart things. A sad thing to hear today that Joe Miller uh exited the series. We don't know if she got fired, but she might have exited, whatever. A uh, sad thing to hear that she and B, the two best friends, created the show together, came from The Daily Show, created the show together, and now Joe Miller had to leave for reasons that might not come to light, but who knows? It's none of, it's none of our business. Uh, and But then you, then you got other people like you got Fallon and Corden and uh, Colbert who are all fighting, who are all vying for this number one spot. That's kind of... Irrelevant at this point. Now you're now you're just kind of fighting for the middle when it's the online segments that you re, that they really really want. And so that's why Corden invented all these games. That's why uh, Colbert uploads the entire interviews he does with guests. That's why Fallon does games as well. So you know it's just like that. But then we when you have Kimmel and Myers and Conan and uh, B out there just doing the job. As opposed to, and I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. That you know, Colbert and and uh, Corden and Fallon are all looking for these views and everything. But that's kind of that's kind of what they're doing. But when Kimmel does something, he's not he's not overreaching. his like he's still he's just doing it because it's a part of the show. When he does his Hey Jimmy, I scared my kids on Halloween with uh, Jesus <laughs> segments, <laughs> or his cousin Sal segments then, you know, he's he's doing it out of the goodness of his, not goodness of his heart, but he's doing it because it's just something that's just, that's a nice little thing to do. as a, and he, he just does a nice level talk show versus trying something wicked and wild and it's and it's strange and it's not good uh, which is which is kind of admirable for uh, cordon cuz he does do he does let Reggie Watts do some weird things and he does some weird things which I I enjoy but when you when you try to monopolize not monopolize when you try to when you break off your segments in the shows and you now have multiple segments as as different shows you kind of lose their specialist factor like if I see drop the mic Drop the mic's becoming a TV show. I think on the Paramount Network. I think. No, don't call me on that. But when that when that drops <laughs> in 2018, I think it's on Paramount, which is not which is Spike right now. But I think it might be Paramount. But I don't know if Spike is airing any new episodes of Bar Rescue because that's the only show they have. I know they're airing reruns of Friends and Cops right now because <laughs> that's all they play. Uh, but I think I think when you when you when you break your show off, they, like I said, become they become less special. And so. Drop the mic and uh, what's it called? Riding in the car with comedians and singing. <laughs> um, I don't know what it's called. I don't want to look it up. Uh, so, if, I mean, eventually his take a break show is going to be be uh, going to be a show of its own. Bre- take a break segment is going to be a show of its own. It's going to be fam- B-level celebrities. <laughs> no, they know. he. What, what I can not say about him is they do get A-list celebrities versus uh, Fallon's, um, what's it called? Uh, rap battle? Lip sync battle, lip sync battle. When lip sync battle gets the when it, when lip sync battle's on Spike, they do have A list celebrities like like Terry Crews and stuff. They get like A and B list celebrities. But when Corden does something, he gets the megastars. He's he's had so many people on there. Jeez Louise, that Apple Music show, uh, riding in comedians' cars with some coffee and stuff. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that has a lot of good famous people on it. But anyway it's just less special so that's what I like about uh, Norton and Kimmel and and uh, Myers and, and B and Conan in no particular order I just love them all so much they're such wonderful late night hosts and they're great and I love them and I want to give them all little kisses on the cheek <laughs> Okay. oh my god I'm going to move on to the last and final segment favorite comedians of all time you know it you've heard it for the past two weeks let's move on to it uh, this week's comedian is going to be Eddie Murphy listen Eddie Murphy, I think, after Pryor, no, I'd definitely say before Pryor is definitely one of my, is is probably my top comedi- comedy comedian influencer. I think I I find that Murphy I you can you can watch Raw and the other one <laughs> you can watch his up specials and say that they don't really translate well to today but for the time if you can think back to then which was only 30 years ago you can say wow this was really funny and and you can you can laugh it's okay to laugh at it. it's fine it doesn't i mean it's it's it was 1985 and 1987 whatever it was in the 80s when he made these jokes you're allowed to laugh at him still uh when he does the ice cream bit And he's, it's, it's, it's still, it's still good. It's still fine. It just, I don't understand. But I, uh, but Eddie Murphy, even with all of his, his moves into acting, even with the moves that weren't so good. And I'm going to go ahead and look at the only movie that comes to mind at this point is, uh, a thousand words. And I, (laughs) oh my God, I haven't seen a thousand words where he, where his, uh, I guess his little daughter asks him or wishes on a tree that said that he doesn't want to. I don't know that she, he can't say more than a thousand words, something like that. Anyway, <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't think they're described anymore, but I I, I find that Eddie Murphy is still one of the best, one of the better comedians out there and his movies definitely, I don't want to say hold up, but they do. They do, eh, I guess, hold up to the day trading places, Beverly Hills cop, the first one that's it. <laughs> no other ones coming to America. They're all, they're all pretty. F- I mean, trading places from from what I can remember there's a lot of you know what I'm just gonna say Beverly Hills cop I don't think trading places really tra- translates to today uh Harlem Knights you know it's it's on these the night professor it's still funny uh he was still funny Mulan the first dr Doolittle is the only one I like the oh bow fingers hilarious uh Shrek and, uh, and and then he can do turn around, and do dream uh, serious roles like in Dreamgirls or Mr. Church, which I still have not watched, but is still sitting in my Amazon queue. So I th- I, th- I really find that Burfi is, uh, is just a wonderful talent, and I wish I hope he can come out uh, of the hiding and get hiding and get back to, to working in shows. Uh, I remember if you if you look this up. Uh, there was a, a very long time, and I, maybe this might be the topic for next week. But I love Hanna Barbera style cartoons and that era stuff because that's what I grew up watching. Uh, before you know, I'd watch the Powerpuff Girls or whatever the nineties kids are into. But I really Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry, I, I hate Tom and Jerry to this day because I've seen every episode a thousand times. But you know, it's it's just a part of my <laughs> my my uh, DNA right now. But you know, cartoon Chuck Jones and Hanna Barbera and all that stuff. Uh, But he was he was tapped to do the Hong Kong Fui movie, and at some point. I guess they made a demo reel for it. Uh, and they also made it, I'll, I'll get on that later, but uh, so go look up the Hong Kong Fui movie demo reel. Don't type those exact words in, but there's a video out there. I think it's on Vimeo still. It's not on YouTube, but I think it's on Vimeo where they did a test and Hong Kong Fui was in the real world. He was a CGI dog character. <laughs> if you don't know who Hong Kong Fui is, he's a, he's a, it's a very racist cartoon where he's a crime fighting dog, but he does <laughs> Hong Kong Fui. Oh Jesus Christ! He does. He does karate. It's such a racist cartoon. I'm thinking about it right now. It's really racist. But go watch the demo reel if you like Hong Kong Fui. Uh, you remember the theme song, Hong Kong fooey number one super guy. <laughs> this is why I got Cs in school because stuff like that is sitting in my head. Go watch it. It's wonderful. They also did W B did one for. there's supposed to be a Marvel. This is. This is when the. So WB, instead, they shifted focus from. This I should not be talking about this right now. They shifted focus from Bugs Bunny to Daffy Duck. And that's why Looney Tunes back in action was mostly focused on Brendan Fraser and Daffy Duck. So Daffy Duck remember who was in that movie Steve martin uh he was the villain and so Daffy Duck is the was kind of the the pseudo hero versus you know bugs but he and bugs bunny sharing the light in space jam so now daffy Duck is kind of the focus uh and and so then uh so a lot of a lot of these subsequent things in 2003 2005 were about daffy duck that's why that's why you get uh daffy duck uh what's his name this the space daffy Duck Daffy Duck in Space is uh, – I'm not going to pretend like I didn't <laughs> just pause the recording for some reason. But Daffy Duck in Space is um, Duck Dodgers. Oh, boy, I did that right without even Googling. Uh, Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century. And so there's a bunch of shows and little tiny movies that are just about Daffy Duck and stuff like that. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, so, Marvin, so then they also tried to, to spread it out. So Marvin the Martian was going to get his own movie. And they did a, WB did a test for the Marvin the Martian movie. Go look this up because this demo reel is out in the, in the internet wild. And it was a kid opening up Marvin the Martian as a toy. Who thought Marvin the Martian was a toy on Christmas Eve on Christmas. uh, Yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas Eve. And the kid opens him up and Marvin voiced perfectly by whoever does Marvin the Martian nowadays uh, was, was uh, trying to, was going to destroy the kid because he was going to try to take over the earth. Uh, It was wonderful. It's good. Uh, I don't know if they're they're probably not going to make these movies, and uh, th- I guess the Hong Kong Fui movie is still in development for some reason. I don't I don't know. Anyway, uh, so go watch those things. But Eddie Murphy is definitely one of my favorites. So uh, he did, but he did way more than the Hong Kong Fui demo reel. but But I no, I just really think that he has a defining booming voice in the comedy industry, and he's definitely just. I don't know. It's just, there's just something about him that he can he can disappear for ten years and then come back and then just hold you know my eyes and other people's eyes because he's he's one of the best. So there we go. Uh, next week I promise it will be a woman. <laughs> so uh, and it won't be Tina or Amy. So there you go. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be all predictable with it. Uh, I did I did do three weeks of predictability, but <laughs> now it won't be predictable. Uh, if you like this podcast, you can also. And if you want other things, you can also head to, <laughs> to comedy.com where we've got the news reviews, features, interviews, and other good comedy bits only I can provide you with. You can follow us on Twitter at C++ Comedy. Follow me on Twitter at Chat Buck White. Uh, like us on Facebook. Head to youtube.com slash comedy. Watch News Time, please. It's a wonderful show. I spend however many hours a week trying to make it write the script, do all that stuff, it's just a new show, all I do is uh, pick a story for the day, for the week, and I, I write a, I write a story about it, and try to educate you about what's going on in the comedy world, or the entertainment industry, something big, so, this last week's episode was about, what was it about, what was it about, oh, the cancelled TV shows of broadcast past that happened, that aired in the fall, so, uh, there you go. It's just uh, Fox News. Fox Fox News. Oh, speaking of which, there was a lot of Fox. Who watches that much Fox News on uh, the Kingsman Secret Circle? As if everybody in Europe was watching Fox News. That really bothered me. There's other there's other news stations. Not everybody in the world was watching Fox News. <laughs> it's as if they somebody somebody at uh, the the Kingsman production crew really likes Fox News. Anyway. Uh, Fox CBS ABC NBC they all got some type of canceled shows and you'll never guess who cancels more shows than NBC and it's they're more than NBC trust me Uh, so anyway watch that it's great it's fine it's wonderful and uh, that's it that's all I got for you please listen to the constitutionals again next week I promise it's just as good as this is right now okay (laughs) bye